It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Much discussion is being had about the Dolphins and their ability to sign running back Dalvin Cook in free agency, but the question being asked today is should they? A look at recent history of NFL running back contracts and what it says about Dalvin Cook and his potential future as a hypothetical member of the Miami Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. Special shout out to our everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today on the show, I've done another one of those things that I tend to do from time to time where I go way too far down the rabbit hole. Dalvin Cook, cut from the Vikings, officially a free agent, reports indicating that he will not play on a contract in this courtesy of Tom Pelissero for four to five million dollars, four to five million dollars a season. He will not do it. So I said, okay, well, Let's take a walk down memory lane. Let, let's do the historical research. Let's do the legwork necessary to properly contextualize the risk associated with signing a running back in free agency on a big money contract. So what I have done is I have used SpotTrack's free agent tracker tool, and I have gone over the past 10 years of data. And I have looked at every running back who signed a new contract in free agency with a new team over the course of the past 10 years whose annual average salary was $2 million or greater. If you sign for 1.7, like Damian Harris with the Buffalo Bills this year on a one-year deal, leaving New England to go to Buffalo, you didn't make the list. But if you were a team who signed Le'Veon Bell to a four-year contract with an annual average salary of $13.125 million after he sat out a year and skipped out on his franchise tag from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. Only team that would be crazy enough to do that. Uh, You made the list. And what I found was this. 68 contracts in total over the last 10 years. Running backs going to new teams signing with an annual average salary of $2 million 
$1,000 or more per season. The big hitters out of this contract, if I were to identify the heaviest hitting contracts, there are 15 that have been signed over the course of the last 10 years that were $5 million or more per season on average. I'll read them to you, and we'll talk about these big money players and how some of these players got the deals that they did and how some of these stories ended. Le'Veon Bell signed with the New York Jets in 2019, a four-year contract for $13-plus million per season. Melvin Gordon in 2020 signed with the Denver Broncos. The Dolphins were rumored to be in on that market, but not at that price point. On a two-year deal, $8 million per season. DeMarco Murray in 2015 leaves the Dallas Cowboys, signs a five-year deal worth $8 million per season with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jarek McKinnon signs with the San Francisco 49ers, leaving Minnesota in 2018 on a four-year deal worth $7.5 million. Lamar Miller leaves Miami in 2016 to sign with the Houston Texans on a four-year deal worth 6 dollars Chris Ivory joins the Jaguars at the same year in 2016 on a five-year deal worth $6.4 million. Miles Sanders this year, a four-year deal leaving the Eagles to sign in Carolina, worth $6.25 million per season. Chase Edmonds signs with the Dolphins in 2022. You know how this story ends. $6.05 million per season. David Montgomery this year, three-year deal, $6 million per season with the Detroit Lions leaving Chicago. Todd Gurley, a one-year deal worth $5.5 million after his fifth and final season with the Los Angeles Rams. Kenyon Drake, after being traded to the Cardinals, leaves the Cardinals on a two-year deal worth $11 million total in 2021. Carlos Hyde joins the Browns in 2018, three years, just over $5 million per season. Mark Ingram joins the Ravens in 2019, three years, $5 million per season. Latavius Murray in 2017 joins the Vikings for three years, $5 million. And Cordell Patterson joins the Bears, leaving New England on a two-year, $10 million deal in 2019. Those are all of the running back contracts in the last 10 years that involved a player going to a new team with $5 million or more. Your Dalvin Cook hypothetical price point, if we're not playing for five to or four to five million dollars, you're talking he's probably going to want more than Chase Edmonds and David Montgomery got and Miles Sanders at six and a quarter and Lamar Miller at six and a half back in 2016. That's another pretty common theme here. These top contracts, Bell, Gordon, Murray, McKinnon, Lamar Miller, Chris Ivory, 2019, 2020, 2015, 2018, 2016, 2016. The league stopped playing this game. You talk about the running back market. What's really interesting is it peaked the per year average salary on running backs that qualified for this exercise. It peaked in like 16, 17, and 18. And then it took a massive regression step back and has still not bounced back in spite of the fact that the salary cap is growing by 10, 11 million dollars per season. So this is not good news for Dalvin Cook to see, hey, if you if you aspire to get over six and a quarter, a team hasn't handed out a contract like that since 2020 when Melvin Gordon signed for two for 16 with the Chargers. Now, to Melvin Gordon's credit, 
he played in the entire length of that two-year contract. That is not something that can be said for Le'Veon Bell, who played 25% of that original four-year contract. He made it one year. DeMarco Murray played less than 20% of the games on that five-year contract he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2015. Averaged less than four yards per touch. Jarek McKinnon played less than 25% of the four years he signed on his $7.5 million per season contract with the 49ers in 2018. Had two ACL tears in uh, 18 and 19. Played in 20 and then was off to Kansas City. Chris Ivory, 31.5% of the five-year deal that he signed with the Jaguars after leaving the Jets. The only contracts in which the player played more than 32% of the games on contracts that have been given out over the last 10 years in excess of $6 million or more per season. Melvin Gordon. And the second one was Lamar Miller. That's not a very inspiring sample size. Now, you can say, well, Dalvin Cook has been healthy, but some of these players are signing deals and then shortly thereafter are out of the league. That, again, is not to say that's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. But the NFL is a cruel, cruel game for a lot of running backs, and the wall comes fast. So what you have to be careful about if you're the Dolphins and you want to get involved in Dalvin Cook, and I think there's reasons to want to get involved in Dalvin Cook, you have to protect yourself from playing the bidding game that is obviously what is best for Dalvin Cook because he wants to recoup as much of the salary that he was scheduled to make this year as he can, and rightfully so. But there's a price limit where the cost is not worth the opportunity for you as a team. And these teams, these Philadelphia Eagles in 2015, five years, $40 million for DeMarco Murray. The Le'Veon Bell... $52 $52 million, $54 million contract on four years for Le'Veon Bell with the Jets. Heck, even the Dolphins in 2022 with the Chase, Ed- the Chase Edmonds contract, historically, over the last 10-year sample size, was an all-time gamble by the Dolphins that did not pay particularly well. He didn't play 25% of the games on that two-year contract before he was traded at the trade deadline, and he averaged eight touches per game for 43 and a half yards during his previous stint with the Arizona Cardinals. And he came to Miami and he averaged one and a half less touches per game and 13 and a quarter less yards per game across that first half of the season before he was traded out of there. And again, that's one of only 15 contracts over the last 10 years in which a team gave a player a running back to come to a new team $5 million per season or more on average. You don't want to get caught up in the rat race. We're going to talk about sustainability production for a lot of these players here next on Locked on Dolphins. But before we do, now is the perfect time for you to find your own respective version of a power play over at FanDuel. The finals are over. The Miami Heat, a valiant run, but eliminated last night by the Denver Nuggets in Game 5. Perhaps you think the Florida Panthers can do what the Heat could not. And if you do, you got to head over to FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 in bonus bets back if your first bet does not hit. How's that for peace of mind? 
There's no better place to get in on all of the sports action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So I have assembled the chart that outlines all of what we were talking about. I'm going to pull it up on the YouTube channel for those of you who uh, consume on YouTube. And if you don't consume on YouTube, consider this your your formal invitation to consume on YouTube. Uh, Also, if you are interested in digging into this in your own window, what you can do is you can sign up for the Dolphin Locked On Dolphins subtext community, which is a great opportunity for you to engage with me. This is a part of the sheet that Locked On Dolphins subtexters can, can access. You can text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Get your first two weeks free. Find out if, it for you, if it's for you. If you like it, it's a couple bucks a month. Text directly with me. Get some behind-the-scenes stuff. Get all of this database kind of stuff. Um, and cancel at any time if you don't like the value, but I, I trust that you would if you gave it a shot. So text Dolphins 305-419-3924. The database offers a look at the touches per game and the yards per game with the player's full term of their previous stint with their previous team. So for example, Dalvin Cook, he's been with the Vikings his entire career. His production on a per-game basis throughout the course of his career with Minnesota is 20 and a half touches per game and a little over 106 and a half yards per game. Pretty impressive numbers. But what is extremely startling is to pull up and contrast these running backs, these 68 running backs over the last 10 years who have changed teams on a contract that paid them on average $2 million per season or more and look at which ones saw their production greater than or even relatively equal to what they previously did at their new stop. And then consider some of these big money contracts. For example, we're, we're talking about the Le'Veon Bell through Cordero Patterson 2019 with the Bears stretch, anything that was $5 million or more per season. These are meaningful, significant contracts that have been handed out. And on average, these players are averaging about two and a half less touches per game, which makes sense that you don't get a huge drop off in the touches per game perspective because, well, they're getting huge contracts. But they're averaging almost 20 yards less per game despite only averaging two less touches per game on the production with the team that they signed the new contract with versus what they had offered to the previous team. 
So from a Dalvin Cook perspective, you if you apply those law of averages, right? Le'Veon Bell, across his five-year stint with Pittsburgh, almost 25 touches per game for almost 130 yards per game. He goes to the Jets, he gets 19.5 touches, so he's down about 5.5, and, and he loses almost 50 yards per game of efficient production. And then he only played a quarter of the contract. A disaster move for the New York Jets. And again, I don't want to make this a blanket statement. I understand every player individually is a unique situation. Every player, you can't put a blanket statement. But just doing the data research and seeing the trends is very eye-opening to me to see, hey, if, if you're going to give a running back $5 million dollars, you have about a one in three chance of seeing that player play more than 35% of the games that you're signing him to the contract to. Well, Cordell Patterson signed a two-year deal with the Bears. He qualifies for this, but he's a big-time special teams player. Jarek McKinnon, oh, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake. These were some players that you were kind of banking on having breakouts with their new team. It didn't happen. You've got some workhorses in this bunch. Todd Gurley. You know, Todd Gurley signed a contract with the Rams, didn't even get to the first new season of the deal, and they were already trying to get out of paying him. You know, there's, there's different paths that all these players have taken. But to just draw the line in the sand, and, and I went all the way down to $2 million, I could have stopped at five because that's where Dalvin Cook... And his representation through Tom Palacero kind of put it out there. We're not playing for $5 million this season. Okay, well, this is the stratosphere. you got 15 guys over the last 10 years that have done this, and on average, those guys are producing 20 yards less per game, which would put Dalvin Cook at about 18 touches for 80-something yards, assuming he was a bell cow type player, because I promise you, Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray, Lamar Miller, the the... Texans ran Lamar Miller into the ground in a way that the Dolphins never did in, in his four seasons. And you can see those numbers here. He averaged 12.5 touches per game with Miami and then goes to Houston, plays three seasons of that contract and averages almost 19 touches per game. They gave him a 50% increase in the workload, and they rightfully should because they're paying him more than $5 million per season. And the most impressive workload number here is, is Carlos Hyde, but he signed a two-year deal or a three-year deal and played 12% of it. He was gone in the first year of the new contract. 68 yards per game on 20 carries per game. Are you kidding me? Not even three and a half yards per touch? Some of these efficient numbers just falling off a cliff. And I think it is certainly if Dalvin Cook had his way, he'd be up in the seven and a half, eight million dollar range, which would put him in the exclusive club of Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, DeMarco Murray, and Jarek McKinnon. Those are the only players that got more than seven million dollars per season over the last 10 years signing with a new team. And those yardage numbers dropped 48.8, Le'Veon Bell, 17.85, Melvin Gordon, probably the best case scenario from a production standpoint. Almost 40 yards per game for DeMarco Murray and Jarek McKinnon averaged 50 yards per game with Minnesota's first four years, and that went down to 35.75 during the one season he was able to play out of the four years he agreed to with San Francisco. Historically speaking, this is not a, this is not a smart gamble to place 
to put a ton of money into free agency at the running back position on a single player. Now, I think where the Dolphins deserve some credit here, and they're on this list a number of times, Chase Edmonds, no Sean Moreno back in 2014 on this list. Jordan Howard in 2020, uh, another colossal. He played 15% of the games for the Dolphins in that contract. But what you do also have is the Dolphins last year cashing in on one of a very select few number of contracts uh, throughout the course of this exercise. If you looked at running backs during this exercise over the last 10 years who played in at least 80% of the games that they agreed to on their current contract, on on the new contract, and you ask yourself which one of those players who played in at least 80% of the games, also managed to increase their per-game yardage production. You get five names over the last 10 years. So played in at least 80% of the games and saw their per-game production with the new team check in higher than the per-game production with the old team. Cordero Patterson, leaving the Bears after that one-year deal in 2019, signed with Atlanta in 2021 on a one-year deal for $3 million, and he blew up 50, almost 56 yards more per game. Jamal Williams, 2021, left Green Bay after his rookie contract, signed a two-year deal worth $6 million total. He got a 50% workload increase and saw his yards per game go up by 14 yards. Carlos Hyde signed with the Texans out of Jacksonville on a one-year deal in 2019 for $2.8 million. And he doubled his workload and saw his yardage go up by 45 yards per game. Devontae Booker in 2021 left the Raiders, kind of a third down back, signed with the Giants. Saquon Barkley gets hurt. His touches double, and he goes up in yards per game by 22 on that one-year deal for $2.75 million. And the fifth and final one is Raheem Mostert. Last year, signed a one-year deal worth $2.125 million with the Dolphins, leaving San Francisco. In San Francisco, throughout the entirety of the time that he was with the team, Mostert averaged less than seven touches per game for less than 43 yards per game. Those numbers almost doubled. He averaged 13 and a quarter touches per game last year for Miami. And his yards per game was 68.3. That's up almost 25 and a half yards. And he played in 100% of the games. With the exception of the playoff game, of course. So, I mean, that's it. There's almost 70 of these contracts. And you had five. In which you played 80% of the games and your yardage per game went up with the new team. Paints a pretty dire picture, but it's also a double-edged sword for Miami. And I think that's where this kind of gets interesting. Because while you're making a, a, a bet that there's going to be regression involved with a new player coming in, it's also worth acknowledging that Miami got an outlier season from Raheem Mostert last year versus what his career standard has been and how sustainable is that year over year. We're going to talk a little bit about that risk and reward here next on Locked on Dolphins. 
This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This exercise mirrors pretty closely what I ended up doing with the offensive line discussion. When a lot of Dolphins fans in March were freaking out about, was it, was it early April, were freaking out about the Dolphins not signing a big-name free agent to the offensive line, and they haven't done enough, and Chris Greer doesn't care about the offensive line. And Then I went and did the research and looked at, from a percentage of the cap basis, how healthy the players in the offensive line and free agency who got those contracts, how healthily they performed. And it turns out, historically speaking, it's not a very good track record of doing business that way. Same thing, running back. Players at the running back position who are in position to sign with a new team are probably in a position to sign with a new team for a reason. And look, there's a lot of volatility with these contracts. There is a lot of volatility, a lot of statistical regression. There is very few cases of success stories with big money contracts being paid out. There's only one in excess of $8 million. There's only three in excess of $7.5 million in the last 10 years. And if somebody was going to be willing to pay Dalvin Cook that stratosphere of money, they probably would have just traded for the deal that was scheduled to pay him $11 million per season. Teams aren't ready to do that. And that's nothing against Dalvin Cook. That's the running back position in the world that we live in in the economics of the NFL today. But you do think about Jeff Wilson, and you do think about Raheem Mostert, and, and let's objectively look at you know, their career numbers. And this is why I think the Dolphins are smart to be interested and be interested with a price. And this is not to ignore Devon Chain, but we don't know what he's going to be. He's a third-round rookie. He's never played. He's kind of transforming his body as we speak. Raheem Mostert's been in the league since 2015. But he broke out in 2019, in which he had 137 carries for almost 800 yards, was huge in the playoff run for San Francisco. And then he missed half a season, and then he missed almost an entire season. And then he signs in Miami, and he plays 16 games. He's over 1,000 yards from scrimmage for the first time in his NFL career. He touched the ball 212 times and has 532 career touches. As a 31-year-old running back. Almost half his career touches came last season. He's on the, other, the wrong side of 30. He's an excellent player when he's healthy. But how many eggs do you want to put in that basket to bet, hey, we just got a 10-year historical context outlier season from our top running back. We'll get that again. No questions asked. I don't think the Dolphins feel they'd be guaranteed to get that again because they didn't pay him much more than what he signed for with his first contract with the team. And then you think about Jeff Wilson, the player who, of course, the Dolphins ended up going out and getting at the trade deadline last year and brought back on a new deal. Jeff Wilson, last year, carried the ball 176 times between his time in San Francisco and Miami. That's a career high for him by 70 carries. Excuse me, by 50 carries. 
Kyle does math. Almost 60 touches, a career high. Jeff Wilson's never played in 16 games in a season until this year. 6, 10, 12, 9. There is a certain level of durability history with these backs, never mind the fact that the McDaniel slash Shanahan offense, the running game has always been in its best and the team has always been in its best. When these teams have been able to split these carries effectively across a slew of players. You take that 2020 San Francisco team as an example. Jimmy Garoppolo had an issue, was injured, missed 10 games. Jerk McKinnon, 81 carries. Raheem Mostert, 104. Jeff Wilson, 126. San Francisco went 6 and 10. Say, okay, that's a bad example. Okay, that's fair. 13 and 3. How about 13 and 3? Very easily could have beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Carry load that year. Tevin Coleman, 137 attempts. Raheem Mostert, 137 attempts. Matt Breida, 123 attempts. Balanced offense. Have depth. And you go the year before 20, 2021, or the year after 2021. Elijah Mitchell, 207. Jeff Wilson, 79. They drafted Trey Sermon in the third round of that year. Debo Samuel ends up taking reps at running back. The more options, the more robust options that you can provide, the better. And the Dolphins currently, with one of the primary presences from that team, and Mike McDaniel is the head coach and the play caller, yes, there's stylistic differences between the team. You have a few players that have experience and success in the system, but do not have an extended track record of being available. Dalvin Cook has that. Dalvin Cook is another name to add to this mix. But that, again, goes back to the financial challenge of what Dalvin Cook wants versus what the Dolphins are probably going to be willing to afford you. Because if you go to the top of the charts, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, DeMarco Murray, Lamar Miller. These guys are all 15 touches per game or more. Jerk McKinnon's numbers are dwindled because he missed the first two years of this contract. Chris Ivory signed a five-year deal. I mean, these are all the top dollars that have been given out, six, six and a half million dollars or more. Todd Gurley, almost 15 touches per game. Carlos Hyde, 20 touches per game. And if you're going to get into the 12, 13 touches per game stratosphere, well, now all of a sudden you're talking about four and a half, five million dollars. That is the standard historical rate. And they were getting paid more five years ago than they're getting paid now in today's NFL. So I say all that to say this. The Dolphins should be in on Dalvin Code, but they should have a price. They should stick to the price. And if Dalvin Cook ends up driving up and, and drumming up a market for himself that puts him in a stratosphere, that puts him in rarefied air as one of the 8 to 10 highest paid running backs assigned with a new team in free agency over the last 10 years, so be it. Wouldn't be me making that commitment. I'd be excited to have him. I think he'd be a great addition to the team. But the numbers are what the numbers are. And the trends are what the trends are. I think Miami has a little bit of luxury between being a hometown team, being a team with the expectations that the Dolphins have, being in South Florida, having no state income tax, 
they can make a perfectly fair historical offer and let the chips fall where they may. Because I would like Miami's chances relative to the history of the rest of the league and the last 10 years of data with running back signing with new franchises. And that would put Dalvin Cook in a position to be a part of this running back stable, to be a part of a group that is not going to put 18 to 20 carries on him per game and keep this running game fresh and keeping Mike McDaniel invested in continuing to run the football. That's what the, that's what the history says. Whether or not that happens, we will find out. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Locked on Dolphins and keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins because it is your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I'll be back again tomorrow with a little bit more Miami Dolphins talk. Thanks for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.